to be in the house of God. Every Sunday is a great day to be in church, but I'm excited. We're going to be kicking off a brand new series. It's going to be a couple-week series. The Lord just been stirring me up and, and, and showing me some things in Scripture, and so I'm real excited today to be preaching and teaching and bringing God's Word to you. So the title of our message for the next couple weeks is going to be follow. Y'all say that word with me. Follow. It's a short little word, but guys, it's a real powerful word, and it really means so much. That word, follow. That word, follow. I want you just to think about that word and what it means. And really, and, and it's crazy to live in the day and age that we currently live in because that little word, follow, I love, I love our, our title screen. It, it actually means something, even, something else that doesn't even really, I think, hold any really spiritual or heavenly significance. And the world has, has, has twisted something that, that God really, the foundation of being a believer, a child of God, is you have to follow God. Amen. Right? And we live in a day and age where everyone is, is, is searching and looking for somebody to trust, searching and looking for somebody to follow the next big thing, the next big person, right? And so everyone, they link their life to their, their social media accounts, right? Some of us have one or two or three or four or five, six social media accounts, right? And, and, and really, at the end of the day, does any of that matter? Right? And so everybody is, 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 is looking for, for something. And I overheard some, some young kids talking a while back, and I feel like it's the new thing nowadays. Kids want to grow up. When I was a kid, you know, we wanted to grow up and be, and be famous, maybe maybe star a movie or, or do something, become a sports star. And nowadays, you, you listen and talk to kids, and they want to be like the next big influencer, right? That's like the, 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 the thing everyone wants to be. And we got to be real careful, guys. On, on who we choose to follow, right? You got to be real careful who you choose to follow, and you got to know that the greatest influencer that ever walked the face of this earth, you don't need me to tell you who he is. If Jesus Christ was here today, he'd have the biggest social media account known to man, right? Known to Man, and God, he wants believers, followers, not just to follow them with their mouths. He wants children of God to get to stepping. Get to stepping with what God has said. And I'm excited to, to dive into scripture today and, and really unpackage that word follow and what it means. And I, I really feel like the Lord put together a practical message for us today that can really show us how easy it is to follow God. Because I feel like every believer's heart's desire is, I want to be able to hear the voice of God. I want to be able to decipher what God is saying to me, what he has said to me, and I want to know what God is calling me to do. And guys, guess what? It's kind of hard sometimes to follow a God that necessarily is not in front of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is in heaven, right? And we're here on earth. And, and sometimes I can't clearly define the voice of God. I, I, I struggle and I feel like that's everyone's real desire. I want to be able to hear the voice of God. And I'm excited today because I feel like the Lord put together four practical things that we're going to package together that can prove, that I can do every single day, that I can prove to myself and to God that, you know what? No, I am by faith following you, God. And it's really, and if you, if you do these every single day, you'll, you'll hear God's voice louder and clearer because you'll be engaged in the things of God, right? So let's look at our foundational scripture for today as we dive in. So the Lord brought me to John 10, chapter 10. I want to read verses 24 through 28. And so look what it says there, verse 24. And Jesus is responding to the masses. And so the people surround him and asked, how long are you going to keep on keeping us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you and you don't believe me. The proof is in the work that I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. 
Verse 27, this is really what I want us to get from today. Jesus said, my sheep listen, say that word with me, listen to my voice. I know them and they, what does it say? They follow me. We're talking about follow today. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Do you know there's a difference between listening and hearing? Have you ever heard that before? See, you can hear the voice of God, and you can ignore it over and over and over and over again. God said, don't do that. You heard the voice of God, and you're wondering, I can't hear the voice. You can hear the voice of God. God said, don't do that. God said, take a left here, and he took a right. Jesus said, my sheep, listen. I know them, and they follow me. If you were to follow Jesus, that means you would go where he goes. And so when God says no, you prove that you follow him when you obey the audible word. Does that make sense? And so that's a way I can prove to myself daily and prove to God that I'm following God. Following God doesn't mean you just hear his voice. It means you listen to what he's saying. And guess what? That may mean that you have to crucify your flesh. Welcome to being a Christian. Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. Somebody reads their word. And Jesus, our very own Savior and Messiah, went to the cross where he was crucified for our sins, for our iniquities. And if I'm thankful for what he did for me, then, then it's a sacrifice, yes, but is it really? Because he paid the price for your sins so that you can experience the blessing of God. So look at that first point today. This is where I want to start before I give you into the four practical truths about what it means to listen and follow God's voice today. you got to start somewhere. And so maybe you're here today and you're in a relationship with God, praise God. But if you're not, man, I'm excited for you because everything, a relationship with God has to start somewhere. And so a relationship with God starts with a personal invitation to follow Jesus. God expects his sheep to follow and subscribe to his ways, his will, and word. God changes our direction by captivating our hearts. A relationship with God starts with a personal invitation. And God loves every single person on the planet. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your race, your creed, if you grew up rich, if you grew up poor. Everyone, the relationship with God starts with an invitation, a personal invitation, a, a voice from God. Maybe it's a something that the Lord uses inside of you to draw you to a place of repentance. Think of your salvation day if you've been born again. You started that relationship with God already. There was a moment where you didn't just hear God's voice. There was a moment when you listened, can I get an amen? And you listened and answered the call. And you said, you know what, today's the day that I'm done. Today is the day, God, that I'm coming home. I'm done feeling like this. I'm done living like this. Jesus I'm going to begin to follow you. And what happened? You became one of his sheep. You listened, and you started that relationship, and you began to follow him. And as you begin to follow him, look what the rest of that point says that we just read it. After you, after you accept Jesus, there's an expectation from the Father that says, now you have to begin to subscribe to my ways, my will, and my word, right? you got to begin to subscribe. That means to be bought in. That means to be... To, be, to get instant access, what happens when you follow somebody on social media? Right, you hit that follow button, right? 
You hit that follow button, instantaneously you have instant access to their life. You get to see what they have for breakfast. <laughs> you get to see where they're going throughout their day. Right? You get instant access because you've subscribed. You've began to follow them. Living for God is no different, guys. When you begin to follow God, you begin to subscribe to his ways, his word, and his will. You get instant access, not just to his life, but to life. Can I get an amen? amen. To life, eternal life, the good things, abundant life. You get instant access, resources from heavenly places, the blessings of God, the things that you need, the things that you, you don't even know that you need, right? You gain instant access to those things when you begin to, to follow God and to subscribe to his ways, his will, and his word. And when you do that, when you begin to subscribe to who God is, you begin to follow who God is, he begins to transform your life and he begins to change the direction of our lives so that I'm no longer following myself my, my desires, my wants, but now I'm, I'm, I'm following and hearing, not just hearing, but listening to the voice of God. Look at Mark 1, 16 through 20. So I want to I show you how, how, how quickly God can change your life and, and how personal the invitation of being in a relationship with God is. We find Jesus, he's, he's starting his ministry, right? Mark 1, verse 16. And one day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come. What does it say? Follow. There's that word, come. You're all going to see that word a lot today. Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called to them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with their hired men. In a moment, in a moment, these disciples' lives changed. They heard the voice of God. They listened to the voice of God. They saw God and they followed. When you truly experience who God is, when you truly see Jesus for who he is, when you truly listen to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit, you won't have a choice. <laughs> Is somebody tracking with what I'm trying to preach and teach today? When you see that Jesus is Jesus, you'll drop whatever it is you're doing. Because you'll see that it can't compare to who Jesus is. They instantly, they didn't, you, you see in scripture, they didn't fuss, they didn't argue, they didn't say, hey, where are we going? Some of y'all, some of y'all, oh, can I preach to you for a second? You're like, God, I'll follow you, but where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah, God, that sounds cool. That sounds amazing. That disciple track, that sounds cool. It sounds awesome, but it's like a whole year of my life. And I got some things I want to do. I, I got some things I want to accomplish. Did you hear any of that come out of the disciples' mouth as we just read? When they saw Jesus... He changed their direction, guys, by captivating their hearts. I believe there wasn't a shadow of doubt that they knew this is the Messiah. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to go where he's going. To be with him. To do what he's doing. To meet the people that he's going to meet. Because I want to be where God is. And at the end of the day... If you choose your path, you have to come to the revelation that if I choose my path, I'm not with God. That don't sound like a lot of fun to me. Is it that enticing? But if I choose God's path, guess what? I'm not alone. He's with me. And I don't even have to have all the answers because I'm following him. 
He's telling me where we're going. And Jesus, you've heard me say it a billion times, John 14, 6, right? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you're with him, you're with that, the way, the truth, and the life, you're going to get to where you're supposed to get. Look at Psalms. I want to read Psalms 40, verse 8. Talking about Jesus changing our direction by captivating our hearts. David the psalmist said, I take joy. I take joy in doing your will, doing what you've said. I take joy in following you you and your ways and your word and your will. I take joy in subscribing to who you are, God. My God, your instructions are written on my heart. Jesus changes the direction of our lives. Some of you said that prayer, you got born again, your life began to change, God began to transform your life. It changed because you applied the truth of who God is to your heart. You didn't even maybe know a Bible verse. But when you, you submitted yourself to God and you said, God, I need help, I'm, I'm done. You, you, you used the truth of Scripture and who Jesus is. You didn't even maybe know any Scripture. But that's what brought you to repentance is the truth of what God has said. His word that says in John three sixteen that he sent his son to die for you. That there's eternal salvation for those who will believe and receive. And so you, you used his word and his will and his ways over your life even before you you fully grasped and understood the entire truth of Scripture. If we take it deeper, the further you, you go along in that relationship with God, his, his instructions, you should fall more in love with His instructions. His instructions need to be, some verses say, inscribed onto your heart. You write His Word on your heart every day. And so watch this. Subscription... When you subscribe to his wills, his ways, and his word turn into inscription. Before you can write his instructions, you have to first subscribe. So if you're following God, you can begin to dive into who he is and dive into what he said and dive into what he's trying to accomplish in your life, in your family, in you at work, at home. Subscription leads to inscription. And so when you've inscribed God's words, his, wi- his will and his ways, his instructions into your heart, then you can fully, truly follow him. And that has to be step one. You have to be fully subscribed, fully bought in to following God. We see in part and we hear in part. We never fully understand the entire vision of God. And so there's always this trust factor that I have to be bought in that says, God, I'm following you. That has to be step one, okay? I want to look at that next point. So I want to give you these, these, these next steps, and these are not really in any particular order. Lord, just show them to me. They're, they're four practical things that every Jesus follower does. Lord, show me if you're a f- truly following me and you're subscribed to my ways, my word, and my will, You'll do these four things every single day. And as I said at the top of this, I feel like every believer's prayer is, I want to hear the voice of God. But how do I do that when I can't always see him or feel him or experience him? You can hear the voice of God by doing these four things. These are all external things that I can externally do every single day. Living for God is not something that we just tuck away in our hearts. Uh, and hide from the world, there are four things that the Lord showed me that we can do if we are followers of God. So that first one, Jesus' followers are students. Say that word with me, students. Maybe not the sexy word you thought I was going to say. The word student implies what? Work. It implies work. Followers are students. They're always learning, growing, and striving forward. Jesus' followers are students, and students realize that education within the faith, their faith, it never ends. It never ends. It doesn't end if you become a pastor one day. Actually, God flips it in reverse. He ratchets up the responsibility. If you're leading others, you need to actually be eating more of his word. And the Holy Spirit kind of just showed me this week that that's what students and real followers of Jesus have a great 
knack of doing. They, they know a way. They, they found a way to stay hungry. Y'all say that word with me. Hungry. Right? Some of y'all hungry, right? You're like, hurry up, Pastor. I'm ready for lunch. I'm giving you your spiritual food for the day. To, to remain a follower and a student of God, you've got to remain hungry every single day for the things of God. You have to force feed yourself his word. You have to force feed yourself good content on your social media accounts, on your pages, following people that are actually following Jesus. One of my things is nowadays if if I'm going to follow you, I don't follow a whole lot of actors and and, and sports stars anymore. It's just gotten crazy. First thing I do is if I'm going to follow somebody, if they got like their pronouns on their bio, mm mm-mm. I don't need to follow you. You're, you're obviously not living for truth if you need to put your pronouns. You're trying to live and appease the world. I'm trying to live in a peace for Jesus. Can I get an amen? Hey, if they want to follow me, that's okay. They'll get some truth. Right? And so students understand that they have to be teaching themselves. Now, you need a good, healthy church. You need to be taught and preach the word of God. But I hope, guys, I hope you enjoy the preaching here at Liberty Church at either campus. But I hope you're not fully, solely dependent on your growing based on my ability to just teach you his word for 35 minutes every Sunday. If I am the only word that you are getting throughout your week, you are not going to make it. And if you enjoy my preaching, that's awesome. That blesses me. But guys, I have never preached a perfect message ever in my entire life, and I never will. After every message, I go back and listen and critique myself to, to help me grow as a communicator. And every time there's, I, 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 messed, I messed up there. I don't mean to say that. I said that. I, I wished I would have gone deeper there. Only one perfect man, his name's Jesus, he sent his Holy Spirit to you personally so that you could be a student of his word. A student of his word. And that should bring us joy. I hope you're checking what I'm telling you every Sunday. Never fully be committed to, to spiritual leaders in your life, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. But don't ever be so committed that you don't, you don't check their homework, so to speak. I hope you go home and check. Did Ian, did Ian preach truth today? And check me. I've had people come check me, and I enjoy that. If I don't have the answer, I say, you know, I'm going to pray about that, and I'm going to try and find the answer for you. That's somebody who's hungry, who comes to me and says, hey, I want to talk to you about this. You talked about this today, and I got some questions. What, what does that show me? That shows me they're, they're hungry for truth, and, and they're starving, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're trying to grow and learn and go forward. Look at 2 Timothy 2-15. Look what it says. It says, study. Say that word with me. Study. To show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you daily studying to show thyself approved to God? I believe when you get into God's scriptures, you get into his word, whether it's early in the morning, in the afternoon, whatever time it is, there's no right or wrong way to do it, just as long as you get into it. Okay? You got to do you. Your schedule is different than the person sitting next to you. If you, by faith, give God everything you can for that, for that quiet time of being in his word, you're studying thyself approved to God. You're getting, I believe it gives him joy. You're getting his stamp of approval over your life. He's saying, here's a child of God that's searching and seeking my word, who is, who is studying my word, who is taking a step further and inscribing that word onto their heart before they go to work. They meet with God before they meet with people. They subscribe to my words, my ways, and my will, and then they inscribe that word onto their heart. They're studying themselves approved. Jesus followers are students. Are you daily showing God that you are studying thyself to be approved by him. Look at Proverbs 23.12. It says, commit yourself to instruction. There's that word again. Listen carefully to words of knowledge. We go back to listening and hearing to follow God 
goes past hearing into listening. You hear the instruction, and you have a choice to make. Followers listen to that instruction, and it gives them joy to see God's word fulfilled in their life. And they follow. Lord, show me students and followers, they have this in common. They are committed. In Proverbs 23, 12, it says, commit yourself to instruction. They're committed to being a student. They're committed to the vision of God. They're also committed to, they're committed to, to, to everything that God has for them, right? But they're committed to the process of being a student, of being a follower. And, and a life of faith is a process, guys. They're committed to the process, and they're committed to the destination. No matter what, they're not swayed. They're, they're, they're fully committed to his word, his will, and his ways. And they're committed to the process of being a follower, the process of hopefully getting better each day. They're committed to the destination. What that may be for your physical life, your dreams, for your family, your, your job, your vocation, and also the ultimate destination. And sometimes, isn't it that reminder of heaven? Sometimes it is for me, if I'm being honest. It's that reminder of my final destination that gets me to stay committed. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? Sometimes I need to be reminded about that ultimate prize. And you know what? This, this itty-bitty thing over here, it's, it's not that important. <laughs> Followers and students, they're committed to the process being a child of God, and they're committed to the destination. Wherever that means God is going to lead you, are you committed to Him today? Look at that next point. That second thing that we can practically do every day. So I need to be a student of the Word. I need to be in His Word every day, learning, growing, and thriving in His Word. Second thing the Lord showed me followers are, they are worshipers. Worshippers, they're not persuaded by what others think because they fear only God. Guys, we need some real worshipers out in the world. Real worshipers. Hey, and worship is more than just a Sunday morning set list. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is what happens when you engage in worship. Why is Sunday morning worship so awesome and so powerful? Because it transports you to where God is. That's all worship is. It's, it's, it's bringing everything to the altar of God, and it transports you to where he is. And so while you're working, I hope you worship. You can have worship music on if you want, but I don't need worship music on to worship God with my work. I don't need the Sunday morning worship team on in the background or sitting with me in, in the car as I'm going about my day, going through tests, trials, things going on in my life. The enemy's throwing things in my life. I'm throwing my own chaos into my own life. I, I need to be able to worship myself from where I am to transport myself to where God is. And when I can do that, you will follow God wherever he calls you to go. There's no worry in worship because you bring your worries with you at the altar of God and this is what you got to see. When you get set free from that, you get set free from that because you let go. <laughs> That's real worship. When you let go of that thing you're worried about through worship, you, you are where God is. You experience his fullness, and you realize there's nothing to even worry about. And I said the world needs some real worshipers, and we do, and we don't have them because everybody is so worried and fearful about what others will think about them and their relationship with God. Oh, and they believe in Jesus. Oh, and they go to that crazy psycho church over there in Holly Pond. I think it's called Liberty Church. They're crazy over there. They stand and worship for almost 
30, 40 minutes every Sunday. And if God's done something in your heart, he wants you to show the world around you that you worship the king of kings. Come on, somebody. And if you're more afraid of what they think about you than you are a good, healthy dose of fear of the Lord, then the enemy has robbed you of your worship. And when the enemy robs you of your worship, it's going to be hard to get through that desert place. I have only gotten through desert places because I was armed with some worship. Some things you can't get out of unless you worship your way through. It's the only way you're going to make it. You have to be your own biggest worship leader in those moments. You have to sing your own song. David sung his own song. Every day you got to sing your own song. You have to tap into worship. And when you tap into worship, you are transported to where God is. It makes you a follower when you become a worshiper. Look at John 4, 23 through 24. Look at what Jesus said. He said, but there's a time and a coming indeed, and it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit. And in truth, he said, I, I search for those who will worship me in spirit and truth. Jesus was crucified and said he would send the Holy Spirit as a helper as to lead us into all truth and understanding. So when I worship with everything that I have, really what's happening, I'm following God and, I, and I'm worshiping, I'm beholding God, I'm lifting God up. But really what happens is when followers do that is they let the Holy Spirit minister truth. And in that moment when the Holy Spirit ministers truth, the Holy Spirit leads us. What happens when someone's leading you? They're ahead of you, right? When someone's leading you, what are you doing? Following. You need Holy Spirit leadership every single day. When you worship God in spirit and truth, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, he's holy. He loves you. He's a personal God. He knows everything about you, everything going on in your life. He ministers truth to you at the altar of sacrifice and praise. And then when you receive that truth and he ministers that truth, he then begins to lead you. And all you have to do is follow. I said all you have to do is follow. If you can be a student of his word, you can follow God. And if you can be a worshiper of God, you can follow God. Look at Matthew 10, 28, and then I'm going to give you, we're going to stay in chapter 10, I'm going to give you verse 32 and 33. Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and your body in hell. You need a good Healthy dose of fear of God. Not being afraid of God, but an awestruck, holy, worshiping fear of the Lord. Right? When I fear God, I don't fear others or their opinions. Lord, show me fear dictates who you follow. You're going to have fear. It's what you do with that fear that keeps you following God or going back to your own path. Fear, the fear that you experience on a daily basis, dictates who you follow. If you're afraid of man, guess who you're going to follow? Man. If you're afraid of man, you're going to have pronouns in your bio. But if you fear God, come on somebody, you'll follow him to the ends of the earth. You'll do what he says. You'll believe. You'll trust. You'll be excited about the plan and the vision that he has for your life. Look at verses, we're staying in chapter 10. Look at verse 32 and 33. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. These are scary words right here. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Lord was just reaffirming this week to me that followers and worshipers, they publicly acknowledge what they daily 
acknowledge privately. That relationship that they have privately with Jesus, you need a private place. Jesus said that you go into the closet when you pray and, and meet with me, and you read my word when you privately meet with me. They also bring that private relationship, they acknowledge it publicly before man because they're not afraid of man. So we can't be more afraid of what people think or what people can do to me if they can fire me or cancel me. So be it. If that means I have to not follow what I believe in and who died for me and who paid the price for my salvation and who transformed my life. And I fear God over people. So do you know Jesus, does Jesus know you? Do others know that you follow Jesus? If there's nobody at your workplace that knows that you're following Jesus, you may not be actively following Jesus. Because look at that next point. All these four things I'm giving you today are external things that I can do to show an external world what God has done in my life internally. Jesus followers, they're students, and they are also worshipers, and they're also disciple makers. They share, being a disciple maker is just sharing what God has done. They share what God has done in them with others with the sole hope to multiply the life of Christ. Followers are sharers. They share what God has done in them, they share with what God has brought them and where he has placed them and where he's currently taking them. I feel like I, I beat this dead horse all the time. My, my testimony, my story of how Ian got born again and got saved in Teen Challenge and moved down here and the Sunshine House and eventually ended up meeting my amazing wife and voila, now here I am, right? And so, sometimes I feel like I just say the same thing over and over and over again and the Lord just reminded me it's, 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 it's those intimate moments of what I've done in your life that ministers the real hope and the truth to the people, to, to the church. And I, probably more nine times out of ten, those are the things that people come to me about after service, after message. When you shared your testimony, that just like gave me hope, right? And so you, you just get to hear me every Sunday. You have a story. You have an amazing thing that God's doing in your life. And so I hope you're sharing that with somebody because someone needs to hear that same hope. Followers, disciple makers, they are sharers. Sharing what God has done in your life is a multiplying force. When you disciple somebody through your testimony and through his word and through what God is doing, it is a multiplying force. Before you know it, they're asking you questions about church. Hey, when's church start? Hey, what, what do y'all really believe about the Bible? Hey, they start asking you some questions. God is be beginning to start, he's starting and cultivating something in them, and God is wanting to multiply what God has done in you, right, and somebody else. Jesus started with 12, and look where it went. Here we are. So don't ever second-guess your story and your testimony and what God has done in your life. And guys, we can't grow the church if we're not actively discipling its members. So we celebrated four awesome women today who, who graduated our discipleship track. That's so awesome. I, I said it's a miracle. It really is a miracle. And now they're fully equipped to, to help somebody else, anyone that God puts in their path. right? And this goes beyond Sunday morning also. Disciple makers understand that the job of multiplying the kingdom of God doesn't just rest solely on the pastor. <laughs> I can only effectively disciple probably five, six, seven men intimately at a time. If you are just depending on me to do all the discipling in Holly Pond, <laughs> I got enough time, guys. I got, I got three little... well. Two little boys, and we don't know what the next one in the oven is going to be yet. But a third one on the way that I, God's entrusted me to disciple also. But you have a circle, right? A circle of family, a circle of friends, a circle of influence. 
And God wants to use you to disciple those that have been placed in your life. Look at Psalms 40, and we'll read um, Psalm 66. Let's look at Psalms 49 and 10 first. I have told you all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out. As you, O Lord, well know, I have not, somebody say not, not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. David's saying, I haven't hidden what you've done in my life. All the good things I've told everybody about. Anyone that'll listen to me, I've told them who you are, what you've done, where you're taking me. I've told them about the justice and your love and your mercy and your grace. I've told them, God, I ain't hidden what you've done. Stop hiding the work of God to the world because you're afraid of how the world will receive what God has done. Look, he says, not hidden in my heart. I've talked about your faithfulness and saving power. There it is. I've told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Are you hiding the work of Christ in your heart? Jesus preached a, a parable about not bushling the lamp. And back in the day, there was a lamp they put in the center of the room. We didn't have electricity, right? So there was actually a little lamp stand. He said the purpose of that lamp is to dispel darkness from the center of the room. That's its purpose. He said that we are the light of the earth, the light of the world, and the salt of the earth. God redeemed you for a purpose so that you can shine. Don't bushel your lamp. Look at Psalms 36, 16 through 19. Come and listen, all you who fear God. There's that word, fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as, as I spoke. I had not confessed the sin in my heart. The Lord would have not listened, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. And because he paid attention to my prayer and because he listened to me, he can listen to you and answer your prayer. What's happening? Discipleship. Discipleship. Followers are disciple makers. Followers are sharers. Followers share what God has done for others. And God wants you to shine. Look at that last point for today. God wants you to shine so that you can influence the world around you. Right? Jesus' followers are influencers. They influence the culture and the world around them for God's glory. His love separates us and makes us stand out from the world. Jesus transformed the world. He influenced the world. We talked about kids growing up wanting to be influencers today. Influencers for what? Video gaming, influencers for, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. None of that matters. You can do the things that you like, the hobbies and your job. If, if you can be an influencer, if you incorporate who God is, God wants you to transform the world around you. He doesn't want you to be transformed by the world. He wants you to transform the law of the land for his glory. The law of the land should bow to God's ways and his word and his will. Not the other way around. And God wants you to be an influencer so that his power, provision, and peace to be manifested in you, to help influence somebody else, to say, you know what, this Jesus guy might be real. And if he's real, you know what, I, I might want to check that out. I might want to listen to what they have to say. He was in jail, he was in prison, he was doing drugs, he were, and Jesus saved you, and now you... Go to church and you own a house and you do right. And you know what? My life's a mess. I want to listen to some more, some more of your story. And in that moment, what has happened? The Holy Spirit opened the door for you to have influence over them, to speak truth and to comfort them. And God literally using you as the body of Christ through your love as you stand out to draw them in, it's because his love separates us. Look at John 14, 
12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. He said, do the same works that I've done. Are you doing the same works that Jesus did? Loving the hurting, loving the hurting, caring for the broken, helping those in need, praying, casting out evil spirits. People have evil lording over their lives. Are Are you engaged in doing the same works that God has done? And then Jesus says, even greater works. I didn't say that. Jesus did. I know this. And I have questions about that scripture. In order to do greater works, in order to do the same works, I need the Holy Spirit. But in order to do greater works, I need the greatest love. And if my love is what separates me, I, I need to tap into that greatest love known to man, the love that was poured out on a cross for me every day. And if I can tap into the greatest love, maybe I can do some greater works. Look at John 13, 34 through 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What did his disciples do? They followed him wherever he went. And if I'm going to follow him, I have to let his love pour out of me. Watch how cool this is. If God wants us to be influencers. If you can radically love others the way God radically loved you, you will positively influence the world and impact the world around you. And when you can do that, people will be lined up to follow you because you're following God. I feel like I said we're all looking for people to follow. We're all trying to be a leader in our own right. There's this innate thing inside me. You know, I want to be a leader. I want people to follow me. God will make you a leader if you follow him. If you can follow him, he'll bring people to follow you because you're following him. He ain't going to bring people to you just so you can have 1.10 million followers on your Insta for the sake of having 10.5 million followers for what? But if you're following God, God will make you a leader. He'll make you an influencer. An influencer for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Y'all pray with me as we close. Sorry I went a little long today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I pray the thing that you wanted to say was said today. Pray that there was an ounce of truth in what was spoken today that would stick to us and encourage us. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Ian, you know what? I, this word was for me today. I needed, I needed some encouragement, some four things. I needed something to show me, you know what? I can, I can follow God. It's not as hard as I thought. Holy Spirit, that you would just encourage them as they dive into your word, as they step out in faith and do things that maybe seem scary to them. Lord, I pray that you would use them and that you would meet them exactly where they're at. I pray you'd equip them with whatever it is that they need to accomplish that mission that you gave them, that personal mission, that personal ministry to have within their family and friends, and that they would, they would be specially anointed for the specific place that you have them right now currently, that they would be favored, divine favor over them, wherever they're at. If you're here today and you're already in a relationship with God, you've been born again, you're a born-again Christian, you've been following God, I want you to pray for the lost world, please. Maybe somebody you know that's not following God, somebody that's lost, maybe an addiction. Pray for the lost world. But if you're here today or joining us online and you say, Pastor Ian, I'm as lost as lost can be. I'm not following God. Something you said today changed my, changed my mind and, and changed my heart. I feel like If you feel like the Lord is ministering to your heart right now, there's conviction I want to change that. There's hope and conviction. God is speaking to you. So you can move from hearing God to 
listening to God today. And you can stamp this moment as the beginning, the starting place of relationship with God through His Son by receiving His Son to be born again into the kingdom of God. So if you want to do that today, I want to give you a moment right now. You just lift your hand up real high or stand up, one of the two. If you want to stand up to receive the best gift that God ever gave His Son, to do that right now or lift your hand and say, hey, I want to pray to accept Jesus. I want to follow Him. Amen. There's people standing. Amen. Thank you for your faith. Stay standing for a few moments and just focus on God. Listen to my voice. If you're standing, or if you're joining us online, I want you to put something in the chat to let us know if you're praying that prayer. Amen. There's people standing. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for who you are. God, as you're, these people standing, I, I pray you would meet them right now and comfort them wherever they're at. I thank you that they're not just hearing your voice, but they're listening to your voice. And they are going to, after today, they're going to follow you. They're going to follow you wherever it is that you take them, God. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. I want to lead us all in a prayer. Amen. So awesome. The kingdom of God growing. Lord, I thank you for today. I want to lead us all in a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We believe in you. We confess that Jesus is Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. And redeem my future. Send your Holy Spirit to lead my life until you call me home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Man. So awesome, man. That's why we do what we do, to see the kingdom of God grow and multiply and hearts set free and the love of God manifest today. Man, if you said that prayer for the first time today, tell somebody, if that's me or anybody. We'd love to, to just do whatever we can to help you in your next steps. Amen. So who's glad you came to church today? Man, we're glad you came too. Keep coming, all right? Come back and see us next week. If you're new to Liberty, come back and see me at the orange table as we dismiss. we got a free gift we'd love to give you. Amen. Other than that, y'all are dismissed.